Hi everyone, I'm Jake Namsha, and you're listening to the Lamb Fam and Friends Podcast. Alright Lamb Fam, we're back. We're jumping in here. We have no idea what we're talking about today, but we need to do one because we did two in a row, and then we did a week of none, and now like we're back. Weeks, I feel like. So we probably need to do a podcast on being consistent and the importance yeah. of consistency. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. How have you guys been? Are you asking them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting back into the swing of things, you know? Waking up early again. Back into the routine. Living the dream. Yeah, that's right. How many hours did you sleep last night? An, uh, 1.5 hours. But that wasn't because of work. I just can't sleep sometimes. But you I was productive. You coffee really late. Yeah, I did. You've been tapering off. And you did some brutal workouts yesterday, too. Yeah, but usually I can sleep real... If I'm, like, beat, I can sleep good. See, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. Like, if I run myself into the ground, I just get wired at night and can't lie down. I just stay up. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cortisol spikes. <laughs> let's, let's go into that. Let's talk about that. No. Good. Uh, Ellie, how have you been? Tell everyone what you're doing for those who don't know, like job wise. Like where I'm working. Where, yeah, where oh, you are. Um, <laughs> I'm working in UAB's ER, and that'll start June 22nd. So, as, as a nurse, as a as physician. A, as a nurse. <laughs> in the ER. She's a surgeon, yes. Are you. <laughs> she's a surgeon. <laughs> Fits my personality. Are, uh, are you excited or nervous about that? I am very excited. I just am nervous about the way everything ended kind of being prepared without having, you know, basically my last semester the way it looked like. So, but it's also like my personality, I like to challenge, so it'll be challenging and thankfully like I've had the experience of learning to be coachable my whole life, so I'll have to be able to take like a lot of constructive criticism, but I'm really excited about it. So, do you you'll be working nights, right? No, days. Days. That's right. You yeah. lucked out with days. No, I That's right. Would be in much trouble if I had nights again. What is it still, 312s? 312. 7 to 7? Yep, 7 to 7. Technically like 6.30. Right, yeah. Yeah, who's who's counting? (laughs) Who's counting? That's good. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. Good deal. Is it the same three days every week, or does it rotate? Um, I think it's self-scheduling, so I think you have to work like every other weekend maybe. Um, And then during the week, your days can change. Um, But yeah, I mean, three out of the seven days is yeah. Especially when it's days. Yeah. That's yeah. not bad you at don't all. You have to recover. Like yeah. You to recover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I had a really bad experience with night shift. If anyone ever wants to know, you can ask Oh, me. tell that story. <laughs> tell that story. Yeah. Because okay, that was... Uh, <laughs> okay, okay uh, fine. <laughs> you talked me into it. <laughs> tell that story. Um, and this is my own fault. Disclaimer. I learned a lot. But um, I was young. And this was like was three months ago. This <laughs> This was literally this year, or maybe <laughs> end so of last nice. year. I like to say it was last year, and then I'm like, shoot, this was in January of this year. So, um, so yeah, I was doing an elective in UAB's ER, <laughs> and it was night shift. And I was like, oh, this is going to be totally fine. Like, I can just work around it. And nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing changed in my life other than not sleeping <laughs> through the night. So um, I would do, like, nutrition consults during the day. 
then I remember like right when the nutrition challenge was kicking off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was during the nutrition mm-hmm. challenge. That's what it was. That's why you had so many consultations. That's why. Yeah, because yeah. I met with like we had like twenty something people do the nutrition challenge, and I had to meet one on one with everyone. And the week that I started the elective was the week that I had the initial consults with everyone. And you were still coaching some classes in the morning. At yeah. The time, oh, I think. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, y'all, for reminding me. See, it's it's happening it was in a reasonable way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was also working out at like the three o'clock class or four o'clock class, and I would take a shower, and then I would go, you know, to fight five o'clock traffic. I would have to leave to be at the hospital by six or six thirty. I'd have to leave at like literally five five fifteen. So. Um, basically, like, just wasn't sleeping at all during the day, and then from 6.30 at night to basically 6.30 to 7 in the morning, I was at the hospital, and it just so happened that three <laughs> shifts were back-to-back, so it was, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I was doing consoles during the day, coaching time in the morning, and then by the third night, on Wednesday night, this was, like, probably almost 72 hours of being up, even though I did sleep a little bit in between, I was driving home in the morning after my third shift, and... I live like 30 minutes away, and so I made it 25 minutes, and I was like, I'm, I'm great. Like, <laughs> I'm <golden."> good. <laughs> and I was almost home to Fultondale, and I'm at a stoplight, and literally, I don't know what happened, but I just totally fell asleep as I was driving, and I wasn't at a stoplight yet, but I was approaching one, and someone was like, totally stop. I fell asleep before I put my foot on the brake, totally fell asleep, and then woke up when I hit my face on the wheel. And literally, like, the fact that it was not worse than it was is just totally a blessing from the Lord because I didn't wake up until the impact and then, like, got out of the car and, like, my car didn't even look that crumpled. Like, I still drove it for, like, a week after. (laughs) Um, But, and the lady was totally fine that I hit in in front and I just felt so bad. But, um, yeah, it was just a terrible experience and I've, like, yeah, learned my lesson for sure. Ellie learned a valuable lesson in learning how to say no. Yes. She did come back and was much better yeah, about no. telling me no. She really? was like, yeah. Like, I remember, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe it was programming, maybe it was something along those lines, and yeah. you were just like, I, just, I really can't. And yeah. I was like, it's the first time you have ever said that. I was like, good for you. Yeah. Sometimes it takes drastic things yeah. like that. Gotta learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah. 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 But now, like, I'm glad that that happened because I would have probably not said no to night shift if I got it. Right. And then would have just, it really takes a toll like on people's nutrition, on their mental health, on their physical health. So the people that can do it, I really respect them, but it's just really, really hard. Yeah, I feel bad for people who work night shifts yeah. because like you look at the studies done, their death like average life expectancy for people who work night shift for long periods of time, like it's I mean, it's not nearly as high as people who work days. Oh, like, oh yeah. It's so bad. It's it's terrible. Like even just like cravings change. Yeah. Like it's insane. I just I couldn't and I know we have to have it. Like, nurses, sure. you have to have nurses that can work at night. Like, sure. police officers, you have to have police officers that can work at night. But it's just like, man, you know, if there is – I feel bad for anyone who has to do it for a really long mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. I understand having to do it for three the to five passage. years. Yeah, just kind of get in the door. You know, that's the where you got to start to work your way up. But having to stay in that for a long time, yeah. I really don't think should be uh, anything that anyone does. Yeah. So. <laughs> what else is going on at the gym right now? What do we have going on? We have Murph. Murph? Oh yeah, yeah. Murph. We have Murph on Monday. How are we, okay. how are, how are y'all? Do people what? Do people like know about Murph? They yeah. Know the history of it? Oh, I don't know if they know the history of it. Quick spiel. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, why don't you go go for it? <laughs> you don't know? Okay. You never seen the movie Lone Survivor? No, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. No, I watched oh. American Sniper last week, so I feel like Lone Survivor just reasonably pumped me. Yeah, I've. Have you have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah, you have. Okay. Uh, no, it's about Mike Murphy. Oh, the yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's about him. Marcus Luttrell is played by Mark Wahlberg, mm. and he's the only guy who survived. Huh? Oh. You don't know who Mark Wahlberg <laughs> you is? You say that a little louder <laughs> around. I mouthed it to Jake. Ellie does not know who Mark Wahlberg is. Marky Mark. Is he a director? Pull up Mark Wahlberg on your phone and show her. You don't have a phone? Okay, continue telling Okay, he is the, uh, okay, well, anyways, he plays Marcus Luttrell, and I've read the book Lone Survivor by Marcus Luttrell, who wrote it. Um, man, I'm like, basically, Michael Murphy was the guy who went, like, they were in a major gunfight, mm -hmm. right? Like, they were surrounded, okay? Mm -hmm. Their enemies had the high ground, right, which is where you want the high ground in any kind of battle, yeah. right? And so they're in the low ground, and they cannot get any, like, reception to call in for help or for backup, mm. right? And so Michael Murphy goes out. He's already been shot, I think, a couple times at this point, and he goes out <laughs> into the middle of an open area knowing that he's probably going to get shot and killed in order to make one last final distress call mm. to let them know where yeah. they're at, where they're situated, so they can try to do a rescue mm -hmm. operation, right? Mm -hmm. And so he goes out there, he makes the call, he ends up dying, he gets shot and killed, and then everyone else in the company dies as well, except for Marcus, who ends up surviving, and he, like, falls down, like, some steep ravines and stuff like that, and then is essentially, like, I guess taken and cared for by a local village, mm. and is almost caught before they're able to finally evacuate him and get oh. him out. I didn't know there was a movie there. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? Yeah. Honestly, I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. Yeah, so I, it's a I, it's a great movie yeah, though. Yeah, and um, so yeah, for those of y'all who don't know, Murph is a workout done in honor of Lieutenant Michael Murphy, and it is uh, one mile run, 100 pull ups, 200 push ups, 300 air squats, and then another mile run. And if you have a vest, you're supposed to wear a vest. And so it's a workout that's done every Memorial Day by a lot of gyms uh, around the country. So, do y'all remember the first time you did Murph? The first time we did it. Yeah, like you ever, you've ever done it. Yeah. It was my very first CrossFit workout. Really? Ever. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh my. I mean, it probably goodness. took me two hours because I didn't, like, I didn't know how to kip, so I did all the pull-up strips. That's crazy. With like ten bands. Oh my <laughs> god. I know it's funny looking back. Yeah. Okay, you know. Hold on. Time out. Mark Wahlberg. You know. Oh who no, it's is. an ad. Hold on. I, oh I feel like no. I, I feel like I might have seen it before. No, you've definitely seen him yeah, before. You, you know him. Um, I definitely remember the first time I did Murphy. You know the song. Oh, yeah. Good Vibrations. Mark Good Vibrations? You don't know this? I've never heard that song. You don't know that song? No. Oh, gosh. Okay. Can't help you. I don't know. I'm content. I'm like, knowledge of pop culture. Um, yeah, when was your first time doing Murphy? It was at CrossFit Birmingham. It was like, I was only a few months in, but... I remember I just didn't know how to pace anything, and I PR'd my mile time in the first mile run, and it was, like, I was so happy, and then I, like, don't even remember what my time was the rest of the workout, but it was all the movements, like, I could do without having done CrossFit for a long time, and, like, obviously my pull-ups were, like, half-kipping faster, yeah. but everything else, like, you can kind of just grind through it, so it was so, it was really fun, but the last mile, I just remember I was, like, a baby deer, like, I ran out the door, <laughs> and I literally could not feel my legs under me, I truly, I, it was really scary. 
For those of y'all who don't know, Ellie still doesn't know how to pace workouts. Yes, I do. I've gotten so much better. (laughs) Um, Last year was my first time doing Murph with Ellie, and me and Ashley wore 20-pound vests. Yeah, we had on vests. Well, Ashley had on Colty's vests because she didn't have one at the time, and I just, I will never forget, we were like maybe halfway through the workout, and Ellie like comes in the door and strips her vest off, and we were livid. We were like, are you kidding me? She is done. We I had dying. six pounds less than her. And then we walked the whole entire lap home. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've done it now. I've done it a lot. Um, it was my first workout, too. I tried to do it in the YMCA. Man, I feel and, like, uh, does it just give people invites, friends? On no, this was me alone. This was like when, yeah. this was like when you went to dot com and you looked at the hero workouts and there may have only been like 15 or 20 hero workouts total yeah. right and like you go there now and there's yeah like probably close to 100 yeah um and so i don't know why that's just one that a lot of people are drawn to their first time try i've heard plenty of people say it's definitely the most popular crossfit yeah workout, yeah for sure on that same vein what is y'all's <laughs> um that's my transition <laughs> um what is y'all's take on programming hero workouts and benchmark workouts and girl wides in, in terms of like frequency and then repeating them as like class workouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, now that you mention it and bring it up, I think it's something that I probably don't do enough of. Um, I wish I did more. Uh, I will program hero workouts. I'm pretty good about programming yeah. those for our general class workout. The girl workouts, sometimes not so much. Um, only because, and sometimes the girl workouts will wreck you. Yeah. Like, if I program Karen, if I just program 150 wall balls straight through for mm-hmm. people for time, right, they're going to be hurting. Yeah. But I've only done Karen one time, and I swear I will never do it again. Yeah. Really? I mean, I, like, I will never do it again. Yeah. And that's like, and even like Murph, like 20, or not Murph, I'm sorry, uh, Fran, so 2159 thrusters and pull-ups. I've programmed that before yeah, yeah. for the gym, and uh, maybe once or twice. And I do like coming back around to them. I'm just very, very particular about when I do it, yeah. right? Because I know that one, anytime you do a workout that you've done before, if you've experienced pain in that workout, it requires a lot to go back into that pain cave yeah. and like relive that experience when you've done yep. it. Yeah. Um, and it can be, so it's just like, I have to make sure like, okay, if we're gonna do Fran and I know people are gonna be going hard on that workout, like it's probably best to do it maybe later on in the week with giving them like some easier days, maybe some strength days or some aerobic day, like, you know, a couple of days prior mm-hmm. and letting them hit that and then have the weekend to kind of recover yeah. if they need it. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. I just feel like some crosses have really like gotten away from really doing it at all. Other than oh, maybe yeah. a Murph mm-hmm. or like a hero wad on Labor Day or something. Yeah. Like right. But, um, and I don't think they should because those workouts are good workouts. Yeah. Like yeah. they're really, and even if there's one that's like an easier one, like I've seen people pair them up before, like doing yeah. like something like we maybe Isabel and Annie. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did Fran and Annie. Yeah, there. Fran and Annie. I remember that. Which is terrible. Yeah. We did? Mm-hmm. It was oh, one of the first classes good. I ever coached. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but also, like, I think with girl wads, like, that's one of the things where it's like if you have someone who's just not, who they want to just come, they're the type of person that wants to just come in and kind of move. With certain girl wise, I don't really think you can get that great of a workout unless you're just right. really ready to push yourself. Yeah. Right. Because for yeah. example, like Annie is really not super taxing. If you go really hard, yeah, you'll start to feel it on like the, the sit ups or sit-ups, something. Yeah. But um, or even like Fran being forty five reps or ninety reps, it's like unless you go hard on that, 
and it's hard. Um, I mean, that's really where a lot of coaching comes into play because, like, you have to like, – like you said, for Fran to get the desired stimulus, like when it was first created, you're talking about, like, really what you would tell people would be, like, a sub-10 minute, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that would be really actually a good time for Fran, for someone who's coming in. Like, that's what we want to try to shoot for, mm -hmm. right? And you just get into this – thing where people don't want to leave their ego at the door so they go too heavy on it or they miss the stimulus entirely and it really requires a lot of people even those girls like even for me like I need to leave my ego at the door like if I were to do Diane which is 20 and 59 deadlift and handstand push-ups I'm not good at either of those movements mm -hmm. so for me really to get a good stimulus out of that workout it would probably be okay for me to scale yeah. and do like 185 and just be able to get it done in two or three minutes yeah. as opposed to doing 225 and having to break more and just taking too long, mm -hmm. right? So, um, have y'all done? What's like the hardest workout you like? Not hardest workout. I'm not talking about like a long, grueling grinder. I'm talking about like a workout where like you look back on, you were like, I went to a really deep and dark place on that workout, and I really don't want to ever experience that ever again. Do y'all have any of those? I think it would have to be something in competition. Yeah, I was gonna say it would have to be the open. A competition workout that Ashley and I did with assault bike and dumbbell snatches from one time. It was really bad. But I just remember, I remember workouts more in terms of how I felt, at, like how sore I got. Mm -hmm. So, like, Karen is literally the worst workout I've ever done because I could walk for a week. Right. I hate that. <laughs> 150 wall balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me, it was like a lot of this environment that I did it in, but the 17.1, I've talked about that a mm, lot. Yeah. It was um, four, 40, no, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 dumbbell snatches with 15 burpee box jump overs in between. You said it started at 10. That makes it started at 10 and then yeah. went up to 50. Yeah. You're right, right, right. And it was just really like, it was so, so bad. Like I remember the minute I jumped off the box, like I always just have this thing in my head. I'm like, don't ever like fall down after a workout. Cause like that's just dramatic. <laughs> and like, I just like, for some reason never wanted to do it. Cause it like my dad used to always tell me like on the tennis court, like, <laughs> I don't know why I remember this. He's like, if you ever throw your racket, I'll snatch your fanny off the court so fast. And I remember just equating that with like falling down after a workout. I don't know why. And, um, I remember like I couldn't control it. I jumped off the box and just like, collapsed and kicked my shoes off and just laid there for like 20 yeah. minutes and it was just like something I'll never forget and I had to repeat it four times because that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> so, that's probably why I hate it yeah. you're scarred Jake programmed it one day I didn't come <laughs> <laughs> I programmed it for the class one day yeah. leading into the open so we were doing yeah. open yeah. we were doing open workouts like to kind of prepare and just get it like ones that had been repeated uh prior and just kind of prepare everyone because you're right the intensity level during those times just gets ramped up it's right so bad, yeah. but there are those like special times where intensity gets ramped up and you have capability to like actually be able to push yourself and uh -huh. like continue to go hard like the movements line up right and uh -huh. the time domain lines up right and it's just like this is one i know that like if i go like i can smash this yeah. but it's like yeah, it lines up well for me, but I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah, and uh, I don't think I've ever experienced that. Yeah, you have. No. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have. Um, I mean, I have. God, I have several. I can recount. Like, I think the one that sticks out most vividly was probably. I may have talked about this on here before. It was the ladder uh, open workout. It was the last week of the open, 
uh, back in 2014. No, probably more like 2012 or 2013. And um, it was where you had three minutes. You had three minutes and you had to do three rounds of 15 thrusters, 15 chest bar pull-ups. Uh-huh. And if you got those three rounds done, then you could move on, yeah. right? And you had to do it again from three to six. Then if you got that done, you moved on again from six yeah. to nine. And I remember just, you know, got through the first three rounds and got through the second three, and then it was that third. And it was like I knew that, like, I could get there, but I had to hang on to that bar. And I had, like, I remember there's a video of it for CrossFit Brace. I'm doing my last round of thrusters, and there's no joke probably 40 or 50 people around me and they're counting off my thrusters as I do them. Mm-mm. And then I go to the pull-up bar and I and they're counting oh off my God. reps. <laughs> and I finished that last round right under that time cap. And then it's like, now you have three more minutes yeah, to try to work. Oh. And it was just like, that final three minutes was yeah. just like, there was yeah. nothing left. And I remember walking, I did not move for like half an hour. Like I just went over, I lay down, they were doing a barbecue afterwards and everyone's eating, <laughs> having a good time. And I'm on the ground, just like, I have no idea where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. This is terrible. Um, yeah, like that's the one that probably sticks out most vividly. What do you think are the worst two movements together? Like if you had to have a couplet with the, like just the worst two movements. Thrushers and pull-ups are by far the worst really? in the world. Yes, they're I terrible. Say thrusters and bar kicks and burpees. Really? Yeah. Anything with thrusters is bad. Yeah. And burpees. I think deadlifts and running. I've always really? my back has never not locked up on the run after deadlift. Mm. And don't talk about my form. <laughs> <laughs> but like really though, <laughs> I love running, and so it's usually that's it's crazy. But I just always think that combo is terrible, especially when you put box jump and running and deadlift. Oh yeah. It's a good little combo. You've programmed a lot like that. Yeah, because I like that combination yeah. of movements because they're good. Uh, yeah, I just think thrusters and pull-ups. Like, are thrusters and anything on a bar? Yeah. Or, like, heavy thrusters and muscle-ups? Like, I get so winded because I'm just like, you can keep going, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's not yeah. my muscles. It's my lungs my heart will yeah. explode. Yeah. Um, how do you guys come over that hurdle, like, when you do have to? I'm just curious about how you handle that in your mind going into something like that where you know that it's going to be difficult you know it's going to be hard we do this because we enjoy it like we think it's fun but we also understand that there's yeah it's just it's not fun in the moment right like you really kind of have to just get ready to push yourself how do you kind of get in the right mindset and kind of how do you yeah I guess attack that in that moment No, I wasn't acknowledging you. I was agreeing with you that <laughs> like, I was agreeing with you that like, yeah, I, I, I no. You're hard on yourself than you give yourself credit for. For sure. I, You're hard but I don't know why I just like, well, like we talked about this in the last podcast. Like those are the kind of workouts where if I don't do well, I like feel like such a failure when it's over. Mm-hmm. And so I like for there to be no one in the gym, except maybe like two people, someone to judge me and someone to bring me water. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I like to be by myself, and I can just get through it, and I don't like workouts like that. My strategy is probably not the safest, but (laughs) (laughs) people are always like, you don't warm up at all or do anything, and it's like, if if I know I'm about to do a really bad workout, the less time I have to think about it, the better. So I'll just, like, 
I warm up enough to like feel like I'm not gonna break something and then I just feel like just starting I know it's just only gonna I'll get like I'll start feeling better once I start the scariest part of a workout for me is like the first few reps yeah and then it's like once I settle in I know like unless it's a really short workout I don't have to like come out like a cannon um and so I just feel like once I get into the groove then I'm fine yeah um, but I also have the tendency to like if I'm doing a class or like working out with other people I just feel like I have to just like be ahead and then I can chill so like that's why I like hate workouts that start with a run because I feel like I have to sprint to get ahead and then I can settle down because it's really harder for me to come from like behind mm. you know like for example yesterday with the workout we all did together like I was chasing Jake on the push-up or like y'all would come in on the run before me and it was just like so much harder for me to mentally be like okay I have to gain ground rather than I already have the ground and I can just like hold it if that makes any yeah. sense yeah so um disclaimer Ellie was wearing a vest and I was not so that's why she was it chasing wasn't me much like, but you know what I mean so yeah if I can mentally get past that first few minutes I'm fine I'm the opposite I like I like being able to chase me too. Really? like I really? like I like chasing people down and catching them from behind I start feeling too bad because myself no though. I don't there you can tell there's always a moment like if we're like neck and neck I can tell when you give up you know, oh yeah like, oh yeah the best I live for those minutes okay mm -hmm. if, if it's like okay, I Okay, if it's like within reach, right? Yeah. But like if someone's like 800 meters ahead of me, it, I'm like, whatever. Like, oh yeah, for sure. No, I see what you're saying, but still, I like just, I like pacing it and knowing that like if I've got a little bit left, if I can just stay close, right? If I can stay close and I can try to just find a movement where I can gain some ground on them and then take advantage of that moment, that's where I like to be. That takes a lot of confidence in your pacing, which is good. Yeah, me and Rebecca are completely different athletes from you. Like, yeah, no, you yeah, are the one yeah. who, you go, yeah. and, like, you just go and you try to hang on. Whereas me and her are like, we're going to back off a little bit, yeah. we're going to see how the first round feels, and then we're going to adjust from yeah. there. That's right? on the open is so hard for me, though, because I'm not good at going like I'm not either. Like, that's I the truth. I don't know when I have redlined the last yeah. because I'm not good at I'm just, like, I overpace. Yeah. Right. yeah. But then also, like, y'all probably have to redo way less workouts than I do because, like, I'll have to – you'll have to make paces for me, Jake, later on, and then I'm like, I do way better when I pace it, depending on what the workout is. So there's, like, pros and cons to it. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, like, in the open, though, it helps to have a mindset of, like, just kind of, I guess, kamikaze style it yeah. and just kind of be like – because, really, that's the only way you're going to do well. Like, you can't really pace an open workout yeah. that much. Like, you just kind of – like, yeah, there are different – I mean, everything has an exception. Like, there's always exceptions where if it's, like, a muscle endurance limitation. So, like, it's – chest of our pull-ups or something like that and you have a ton of reps and you know that you have to you know pace those out so that you don't burn out and just mm -hmm. hit complete fatigue yeah that's a pacing thing but when you come down to something like power snatches and burpees when it's real lightweight and then burpees right like it really just kind of depends on it really does come down to how much you're willing to hurt and yeah. how hard you're willing to go and just try to hang on yeah so yeah, yeah. wish i could pace like y'all <laughs> no. but like He was talking about this and it resonated with me because he was like, I'm not like I'm not good at open workouts. I'm I'm really good at regional workouts. Like I knew if I could make it to regionals, I would do well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a different life, I would have been the yeah. same. Like right. I never do good in the open, but if I could have somehow gotten through the open, like, yeah, yeah, because the regional workouts are heavier. They're heavier. They're more skill based. There's yeah. more. I feel like. Preparation. And I feel yeah. like in the open, like. 
okay, fitness is tested, absolutely, but we have to always recognize that fitness is not athleticism, and being stuck and being limited basically to doing movements that you can only film in like a 10 by 10 square, and that has to use a barbell, a dumbbell, a box, a pull-up bar, like there's a ton of variation in there, but it's all stuff that we do every day, and it really does come down to testing capacity in in those movements, whereas when you get to regionals are now a sanctional, like when you get to a sanctional and you have hill runs and you have swimming and you have paddleboard and you have all this different stuff like touch and go rope climbs like things that just add in different elements that require you to be athletic it requires you to be able to adapt on the fly that's a completely different skill set than being able to come in at your own gym at your own time whenever you feel good and hit a 10 minute workout and go hard and so like it's unfortunate that you can't find a way to kind of blend those elements in within and open, but it's just the nature of the system yeah. and where it's at. So the regional type um, workouts expose things so much easier. Like you can't really hide behind anything because, uh-uh. like you know, someone who has any requisite athletic history, like they literally can come in and go head to head with someone who's done CrossFit for five years in like burpees for time and either beat them or probably hang with them. I guess. Mm-hmm. But then it's like if you've never done a rope climb or local rope climb before, like you cannot hide behind your yeah, right your you're how yeah yeah athletic you i mean some people could like muscle it out for a certain number of reps but it's just it it shows who's practiced what or even ring dips like you saw so many girls who couldn't do a ring dip at regionals or do a certain number because you know they just hadn't trained it enough and so it's just really cool to see like who's put in you can actually see who's put in work where yeah yeah and i think you just get to see a different it's just like tearing up right like you just get to see in the open you have a certain tier level athletes and then the regionals you have a different tier of athletes yeah. and the games you have different tier of athletes yeah. and it's just like the prerequisites i guess for each level just continue to exceed and yeah. but you will not be the fittest unless you are a good athlete in my mind like yeah you see rich froning he's an amazing athlete mm-hmm. absolutely amazing and like even matt frazier like i think it goes unnoticed a lot but he like can do backflips and skiing and stuff like that like yeah. he's like he's a really talented athlete mm-hmm. as well um i think it's just kind of lost sometimes because well one crossfit doesn't really highlight that very much but yeah um but yeah you see that and i don't know about the girl i feel like tia is a good athlete oh for yeah. sure i feel yeah. like she like just has a bunch of jumped in the olympics and yeah like, yeah one. yeah right um have y'all seen that youtube video it's old from like when rich Rowan was doing individual days and it's him and dan bailey and they're like i can't remember where they are but they like challenged anyone in the audience to come up with a workout to go head to head with him on and to see if they could beat him and these two girls were like gymnasts or cheerleaders or something and they challenged them to like 50 back tucks for time oh yeah i I don't remember exactly what it was was something like that and dan bailey was like okay well can you teach me how to do a back tuck (laughs) and they're like yeah yeah we'll give you five minutes of practice and they Uh, beat them like rich and you're lying. No, yeah. it, like it just goes. That away. is insane. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, definitely went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> that's good though. But how do y'all manage intensity now? <clears throat> like, okay, look, here's the deal. When I, this is what I'm getting at. I'm just gonna, t- I'm just gonna tell you my feelings. Okay. <laughs> When I first started CrossFit, it, it was so much different than it is today because back then it was like you did, like the gym I first started out at 
we did a three on one off. Like the gym was only open the three days that CrossFit.com programmed a workout. And then on the fourth day we were off wow. and it was a rest day. Okay. That's, and we did the .com workout every day. Like that was our programming every day. And they did it that morning. Like it was released the night before at seven o'clock. You'd do it the next day at the gym. And, uh, and during that time, because that was all you did, right? And like, if you look at .com's programming now, it's still pretty much really, really, I mean, they've changed it a little bit for the elderly population that they're trying to target. But you go back a year ago, it was, you rarely even had a workout that went over 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was all just short, hard, intense stuff. And you would just go like as hard as you could every day that you came in for anywhere from five to 20 minutes. Like that was what you did. And that was your workout for the day. And that was it. You didn't do anything else. Right. And so you got into a habit there of just constantly having to hit that red line, like constantly having yeah. to get it. And I'm not going to lie. I got fit doing it, but now it has caught up to me to a point to where like, I just really don't want to feel like that. Yeah. And it's like the reward for feeling like that. I'm just like, I just really don't know if it's worth it right now or not. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some good things about that. Like, I don't think people should go hard every day, mm -hmm. but um, it definitely has taken away from my fitness a little bit. So I guess what I'm getting at is how do you kind of get yourself in the right mindset to be able to push or how do you balance that within your training? Like we all do a lot of stuff now a lot more probably than what i did then but it's not nearly at the level of intensity mm -hmm. right yeah how do y'all handle it and you i think talked about this with colty or maybe you were talking about it where he was like hey i got a through e right yeah. and like i know e's not going to be a hundred percent of my best mm -hmm. ability but i can at least give everything that i have yeah whatever that is yeah right y'all yeah. don't go hard in every piece is what i'm getting at yeah, right no, no, no. i mean i think like i think a lot of it has to do with personality and that's not a cop-out answer, but, like, I've just always, like, when I first started CrossFit, and I've changed a lot, but when I first started CrossFit, like, all I wanted to do was, like, like prove that, like, I was a hard worker mm -hmm. and that I, you know, whatever, had potential. I don't know. So, like, I always, like, went literally all out in the class workouts. And even if, like, I was doing things wrong or had bad form, like, I just, like, wanted to feel that, like, red line every single time. And so I've kind of still have little aspects of that in my personality, but... Um, also, like, I think you just have to know, just a lot of factors play in, like, like we talked about, if you've had a really long day and it's just a success that you're at the gym, then obviously it's probably not wise to just add stress on stress and just go as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, but I really just think a lot of it depends on the person and, like, some people are just a lot, they just have intense personalities and just mm -hmm. want to go hard in everything that they do in life. <laughs> and yeah. that can have its good, its positive things and negative things. Like, yeah. I'm sure I'll have back problems because of how I go intense on a deadlift workout where I should probably scale back, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, that has its costs and benefits, but I don't know. That's my fault that I do that. So. <laughs> um, I think I depend on you as my coach a lot for that because honestly, if I didn't have a coach and I was just in here chilling, I would just be doing weightlifting. Yeah. That's what Rebecca does when I don't show up to in my life. When I don't show up to the gym, I'm like, Rebecca, <laughs> what'd you do? She's like, I did some bench press and then my accessory work. And I'm like, oh, okay, so did you actually do any CrossFit, the sport that we're training to get good at? No, not today. I think a lot of it comes down to, I think you're, you're right, uh, personality and just like individual differences and all that kind of stuff definitely plays a huge role. Like 
some people I have no problem saying that some people can handle more intensity than others like oh, I, yeah. I really don't have any problem saying that um, and I don't I'm not one of those people who can handle a lot of intensity uh, but I also think that's because I've been training for so long that now for me to go intense like it really is it doesn't I'm not talking about this is all relative so it's relative to me and what I'm saying is that when I go hard in a workout it is very 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 close to 100% of my maximum mm -hmm. capability it is not like I'm learning a new sport and for me to go hard I don't even have the skills to be able to get into that intense range and that intense zone mm -hmm. I've been doing it enough now to where like when I go hard, it's hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like it is as hard as I can possibly go and my body can't take that. Mm -hmm. And so as you develop in training age and as you get older, I think you learn to know your body a little bit more and you learn to know what those days are. Like when you come in and things do feel good and you're like, I can hit it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or you come in and you're like, I'm feeling like it's just not there today. Like. I could try to push myself to go there. I'm probably not going to get much out of it if I do, and it's just going to dig me deeper into a hole going yeah. forward, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's my thing. Like, if I come in and just kill myself every single day, I get burned out yeah. 10 times faster yeah. Yeah. than if I take a day with two minutes rest. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you also have this programming plays a huge part. Like, yesterday's workout class had programs with, like, a 30-minute workout, right? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you can't – intensity in that form looks a lot different than what today is going to look like with a 1,000 meter row for time and that's the workout. Right. Yeah. So good programming allows you to find days where you can really, really, really just like go all in, like the 1,000 meter row today. Like if you don't go hard on that, you're probably gonna leave and be like, eh, I need mm -hmm. to do more. When it's designed where you should do that and feel like you don't have to do another single thing. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, in training age as you develop, you'll learn when, what pushing looks like and what different intensities look like. Yeah, so. right. And I think you just learn how to how to structure your days. Like, yeah. if I'm being honest, I could probably manage like one intense workout a week, yeah. probably like real intense, like we're talking about, like mm -hmm. the throwdowns that we do on Fridays and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I could handle one intense workout a week. The problem right now with me is that I'll do an intense workout earlier in the week, and then by the time Friday rolls around, it's just kind of like yeah. I don't have much left to give and to go to that place, and yeah, it's just kind of like you know. So that's but that's my own fault and I don't have a coach for myself to tell me that mm -hmm. so um, yeah, yeah it's definitely difficult difficult to manage would you like us to be your coach go for it <laughs> we could go yeah we'll coach, coach. coach. <laughs> this guy so we did a uh, Ellie would you like to talk about burnout because <laughs> this is this is you this talk is about burnout what a good idea <laughs> <laughs> so funny story Ellie the other day was like this is probably the end of the week she was like she was like, hey, ha have uh, have you listened to Training Technics podcasts? And I was like, no, I haven't had a chance to. And she was just like, they did a really good podcast on burnout. And I was like, and she was like, maybe we should do one. And I was like, we should. Yeah, she did. She was like, we should do one on that. And then I was like, okay, yeah, we'll think about it. And then, <laughs> look, putting out content for no, you guys is. What is <laughs> I get um, a notification, CrossFit Lemon and posted a post. And it was like, five tips to avoid burnout. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what the heck? I was supposed to do our podcast. I exhausted the, the topic. But I also, I was sweet about it. I said, if Lamin succeed, succeeds, I succeed. And I said, Jake's success is my success. No bitterness here. <laughs> 
So look, putting out <laughs> putting out content for you guys for me is is a challenge because you just run out of topics. I'm just like, and I know I shouldn't. All I really need to do to come up with more topics is just ask you guys, hey, what are you struggling with? And then you tell me the answer, and then it's like, okay, let's do a podcast on it, or okay, let's write a blog topic on it. But when I have to do a blog and do a podcast, sometimes I'm just like drawing a blank. So when she mentioned burnout, and I was sitting at my computer being like, I have to have a blog post by tomorrow. I was like, okay, burnout, burnout it burnout. is. <laughs> uh, have y'all ever dealt with burnout? I feel like weekly. Weekly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's like you were just saying, like, if I'm, like, very diligent and I do not get to work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, by the time Friday and Saturday roll around, I'm like, man, yeah. I don't want to work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, not to get too philosophical, but I think it's like, <laughs> like I just thought about this. <laughs> with um, human nature, I think we're all just, like, I think we're programmed to just look for like the next new thing, like whatever is not um, mundane or routine. I think we like routine to a certain extent, and then once we do it for a certain period of time, we're just like looking for the next best thing. And so for me, a lot of times burnout always just looks like, I don't know, I just get, I I need a little bit different. I need something different. And I think CrossFit, that's why I like CrossFit so much is there's so much variety and you come in every day and it's different, but then at the same time, that's still a routine. Still, yeah. And so um, I think burnout really just happens for me when I, when I just like lose, lose sight of what I like first loved in CrossFit. So for me, like I will tell Jake and Rebecca, if I miss some of my programming that Jake gives me, it's usually because I'm just jumping in a CrossFit class because I sense that I'm getting burned out a little bit, um, whether that's because I'm training alone or because I'm just, like, discouraged with my progress. Burnout can, like, come from a lot of different reasons for me, but I've learned that the way I can kind of, like, nip it in the bud before it truly manifests itself is, like, just kind of, like, being willing to step back and know, like, I'm going to be okay if I take a week off of my programming yeah. and then kind of just resetting and finding what I love most about why I'm even so, you're um, really good at knowing yourself in that game. Like, I would say once every like three or four months, Jake and I both have a week where we're like, "Yes, I'm just not working out this week." Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. yeah, and we feed off each other with yeah. that though, yeah. because yeah. it's like if one day, which to be honest, it, it works in good and bad ways. Because yeah. in the good way, it's like if I'm not feeling like it, and she shows up and she's ready to go. Most of the time, she can rope me into doing something, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, all right, fine, we'll yeah. do it. Um, but then it's also one of those things where it's like, we're looking at the board for the day, and we're just like, I'm not really feeling it. And yeah. she's like, I'm not eating. Let's get Starbucks. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I've had, God, burnout is it's real, um, and I've definitely experienced it. Um, and I won't try to reiterate stuff on the blog posts, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think the most burnout I've ever been was probably after my second year as an individual at regionals was just, yeah. And it, it came, believe it or not, from having a coach and like what you're saying, I'm such a type A personality that, and back then I had the flexibility of schedule. I had the energy I had the freedom Mm -hmm. to be able to stick to the program to a T, right? Like to a T, I never missed. I never did anything that wasn't on my program and I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I just remember 
one day, like it was after regionals, it was a couple weeks maybe, it's first week back, and I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm doing some power cleans, and like, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then from there, it was just like, I just, I needed, I needed a break from that. Yeah. And um, didn't have the best relationship with my coach at the time in order to, I didn't have, not bad relationship, but it just wasn't, he was way far away. You know, you communicate through email, maybe a Skype once every month. It wasn't like with you guys where you can come in and just tell me that. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one of those things where I was just like, hey, I'm done. I need to just like have some fun for a while. Yeah. And when I started having fun, that's when I went on and believe, I mean, after that recovered from it and was at the fittest I'd ever, ever been. Um, and so I really do think that, and I'm kind of there now. Like, that's why like the other day I just came in and I was like, looked at the board and I was like, what do I want to do today? Yeah. I just wrote it up and yeah. I was just like, all right, great. Yeah. You know, and you have to do that every once in a while. Yeah. And I think like, it's just really important to like preventatively prepare for it. I yeah. guess if that makes sense. Like for example, with tracking macros, like for, for me, it applies in fitness as well, but like if I track macros seven days a week, I will, I know for a fact from experience that I will in a certain number of weeks just completely stop. Yeah. yeah. So what I've done now is like Monday through Thursday, I will track my macros and then, um, or like through Friday lunch pretty much. And then I give myself like the weekend to just not even have to think about it and then eat within reasonable, um, to eat intuitively and then just try and keep things clean, but allow myself to, um, have a treat or do or, or go out to eat with people yeah. and it just gives so much flexibility where I'm excited for Monday because I know I'm going to get back on track and then I'm going to be doing my workouts and I'm going to have structure and so um, that's really helped me be so much more consistent in the long run so I think when people just can read read the way that they're feeling be like hey I need to just take a day off from CrossFit or I need to just like go on a hike and just like talk with a friend yeah. then it, it gets you excited to get back on yeah. the before right. you're just like, I am done with everything. I don't want to see it for another three weeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And that's a really good point. Like, I think when you're trying to <clears throat> assess burnout, like one of the best things that you can keep track of is like your readiness to train. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like, how many days out of the week are you coming in and you're like, just excited to be mm-hmm. here. Like mm-hmm. you're excited to get in there and just like really get after it. And if you're not having those days very often, you really probably need to think about changing what you're doing, yeah. right? Like you need, to do, you need to do whatever you can to get back to having one of those days, sure. right? And then when you have one, you try to build on top of it and just try yeah. to stay there. Yeah. Um, Even like little things like, I don't know why this popped into mind, but like some people, because of their schedule, only come to the same class time. Yeah. But it can be really cool to even like experience the different classes. And oh, like yeah. Yeah. some of the 5 a.m.ers probably have never even met someone in the three, four, or five o'clock class, mm-hmm. you know? So like if you sense yourself maybe getting burned out, like maybe come to a different class if your schedule allows or try out the ladies sweat class if yeah. you're a woman and it's a yeah. very different style of class than CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, if you haven't ever come to a Sunday sweat, that's very different than our yeah. typical CrossFit classes. So I think even this gym provides a lot of avenues where if you think you're getting burned out just from what you're doing, like try something else. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to do the same thing you've done yeah no without a doubt um and i think that one thing i found that helps a ton with burnout i know you got to go in just a minute we're about to wrap this sucker up because rebecca's got a coach um but one thing that helps me with burnout and that i've experienced even just in the past couple weeks has been just having more people here to train with yeah yeah right like yesterday for the class workout we're like all right 
we'll all just wait around till one o'clock and we'll all do it together at one o'clock. And like, I was not going to work out yesterday, but there were people here that were like, we'll do it at one. I was like, all right, fine. I'll do it at one. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) I paid for that. God paid for that. Um, I seriously got in the door and like hunked over, hunched over on my I knees. I, I was like, like I'm <gasps> quite thin. I, got it. Really fast. I was dying. Um, but yeah, you really do need to find a tribe, like find yeah, a tribe of yeah. people that like just that can help you be consistent and that can like just help you kind of just overcome some of that stuff and where y'all can collectively come together and just be like, let's have some fun today. Like, yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So, yeah. All right, this was a variety of variations. Yeah, what's the title of this podcast? It's what it's going to be. A, a variety of varieties. Um, but we hope you all enjoyed. <coughs> we will. Uh, we need to like have a day and a time set aside every week where we do this. Well, we need to do Thursday because we don't train. Yeah, Thursday. Let's do that. Let's start doing it on Thursdays. Yeah. That's fine. That works yeah. well. Okay, until Ellie gets her job. Gets <laughs> and then we'll have to quit the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such an integral part. Integral. <laughs> um, but, all right, y'all. Well, there you go. That's our schedule. So we'll try to do these on Thursday and then get them out. So yeah. do y'all have any topics, anything like that you want to hear? Hit us up. Sponsored by... Uh, Driscoll's Raspberries. Today. <laughs> Driscoll's Raspberries today. All right. Fueling us through. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.